to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Hunger Games. Where's the beef? This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Thursday, November 17th in the year 2022. Lots of crazy things continuing to evolve as the Republicans are promising to keep us busy with the Hunter Biden laptop investigation, which I think every single one of us is just like, oh, my goodness, this is so exciting. This is literally what the next two years are going to be like, and it's not going to be anything to be excited about. And at the same time, you're watching the economy tailspin and doing its iterations of it's like its last final death row. So make sure you're also taking good care of your wealth. Patriots, we are living through a time when inflation is continuing to plague our economy, our families, and our savings. And the irresponsible spending of the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record, from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month, buy Black Friday, Get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. Remember, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Oh, yeah. Text that number. That name, Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. They're great people over there going to help you secure your wealth. So starting out with this headline, I think this sums up kind of the insanity that we actually write a headline like this, which is Democrats' mail-in voting strategy outmaneuvered Republicans in every Pennsylvania county. This is the nuts, the bag of nuts that we live in right now where people are actually talking of the election like it's a strategy of gaming. And this is why we are so screwed up at the very core. Politicians of every kind are trying to figure out how to outgame the system. We even have some retards now posting that the Republicans need to get better at mail-in and mail-in voting and ballot harvesting. Yeah, that's a good way to win. Just cheat. Cheat like the other side. And the, and literally this is happening. People are saying this at the highest level. It's like, well, it doesn't matter in the short term because we need to simply get our people in place. I've been telling you over and over, this is a fight between elites that has nothing to do with us on the, on the table. We don't have a table, a seat at their table, and this is the white elites and the dark elites, evil, good, in the way we, they want us to believe. They're both the same cut. They just have a dividing line between them. And then you have us on the other side. They're like, oh, you plebes, you shall obey us and you shall love us when we're done. One side is going to tell you that we'll convince you that we're good. And the other side is going to tell you you will obey us whether we're good or not. But it's the same thing at the end. 
you know, Telsey Gabbard's back out here. They're pushing her stuff again. I'm Patriots. What is wrong with this movement? Where we take someone like Tulsi Gabbard and she suddenly becomes a hero. And it's like, all's forgiven, Tulsi. Don't worry. We're not going to worry anything about your past because now because you speak conservative tongue and suddenly you've seen the light to come forward and to tell us what's wrong with the left as if we didn't know, y'all is forgiven. Matter of fact, it's better than that, Tulsi. You're such a big voice. You're going to help us win. Yeah, that's right. And I've said this before. I've done this research. I did this show back, I don't know, two years when Tulsi Gabbard was trying to get her face out there with Hillary Clinton. I mean, let's keep in mind where she comes from. Yes, Hawaii. Married an underage boy. And then as she marries this underage boy, then suddenly he they get divorced, kind of marriage quietly divorced, and she goes her way and they literally erase him off of the web. I was able to get a photo of him from a guy at cyber command. That's how deep they had erased him. That guy's that kid's father is part of a cult in the Philippines, which has this strange connection to this. Apparently it's not a cult cult in Hawaii where Tulsi meets her other husband. And it's there that she suddenly gets aspirations to run for Congress. And yes, that very same John Podesta was spirit cooking John Podesta, the very same John Podesta that owned a pig farm with his Podesta brother, the very same John Podesta that has all these strange art in his house that it, it, like of sculptures of Jerry of Jeffrey Dahmer's murders and killings. Yeah, that John Podesta. That's who backed Tulsi to get her campaign rolling. So, yeah, I mean, this is, let's, let's go celebrate Tulsi. And then suddenly she's like, I'm, I realize they're all bad. She was part of the young, the new world economic forums, young leader group. And then later she's like, well, they'd used my photo. They didn't give me permission. Come on, give me a break. Can we, can we stop with the games? What you're seeing is a migration and they're handpicking on the winning side is kind of the Donald Trump side. And they're handpicking these figures to come over, to recruit them over, to strengthen their ranks of leadership while they continue to push out the, the disparaged and retarded into the Democrat Party. It's two faces of the same party. I keep saying this. And it's all a rigged game. Nobody gets up there unless they're blessed off by the overlords of power, which sits somewhere about 10 echelons above everybody. And for all I know, they're literally lizard heads. I have no idea. But I guarantee you Satan's desk is up there somewhere too. So then we get into these discussions down at our level. Remember, we're chattel or less. Matter of fact, I have cattle and I think they I think more, I definitely think more of our cattle, my cattle than they think of us. And they tell us, they talk to us about voting, like, well, the Democrats strategy to do mail-in voting outgame to the Republicans. I mean, Give me a break. The most sacred thing we have in this nation is our vote. And what we end up with is this ridiculousness in the media and in people's minds is somehow this is a competition to outgame, outmaneuver, be more creative on how we screw one another and screw thy neighbor as much as you can because your neighbor believes in a different party. And let's continue to fester and foster the hatred between each other. This is all this is about. We're literally dealing with Hunger Games. And this is where we've come to. We're in the Hunger Games right now. And every two years we go through the sacrifice and we throw up the people that we think will do good for the kingdom. And there's sacrifices made. And so we vote for those that we think will have an opportunity we get our hopes up that there's going to be change. And then when you go up to the castle in the big city, the center city, it's all just one big movie show. And it's a big game show. That's what we're living in right now. And people keep recycling and believing it. We, we really have to disengage with this because it's getting a little bit nuts. It, unless you didn't notice. <laughs> oh, but it's not too nuts. I can promise you that. Just a little bit nuts. Because San Francisco just launched a program called GIFT. And GIFT is special. GIFT is a very special program. It's a new pilot program offering guaranteed monthly income 
to a number of low-income transgender residents in the city. And it's led by Mayor London Breed. Who has a name like that anyway? London Breed? But it's, Gift is a very special name. I just want you to feel warm and fuzzy about this because Gift is actually known as Guaranteed Income for Transgender People Program. And it's going to give them a guaranteed amount of money of $1,200 a month for up to 18 months for select markets. I think one of the requirements is something like, have you had your weenie chopped off yet? Oh, yes, I have. Well, you're eligible for $1,200 a month free. And you don't even have to have proof. All you have to do is just show us the receipt that your weenie was cut off. Oh, great. That's wonderful. I mean, this is the sickness of where we're at right now. And all that is, is that's just a nice way to market self-mutilation, by the way. But this is our world where we're constantly in this washing machine cycle of turning over and over and over insanity. And the more that they do it, the more they mainstream the insanity. And we're looking towards a few, what, 30 people to suddenly change the entire Congress? I said to you the other day, before the election, I said, what's going to happen before the election was finalized? I told you, what would happen if the House was taken by the Republicans? I said, if it's taken by the Republicans, they will do one thing. They will start the investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop. And that's what we will do for the next two years. Now, of course, I probably don't know what I'm talking about, except that that's exactly what they said they'd do. Matter of fact, they've promised us with an announcement today that Hunter Biden's laptop is real. And there's a great quote. Hunter Biden is guilty of committing seven or eight very serious crimes. <laughs> in the meantime, FTX is in bankruptcy. Apparently, it's the girlfriend's fault because her company was Alameda. And as the FTX CEO has told us, he just lost track of the money. I always lose track of $50 billion. I don't know about you. He can account for $8 billion of it, but he's, he said it kind of, kind of got carried away. And he was trusting that the other side had the money to back the assets. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, what are you doing tonight, honey? Well, I had an extra billion. What'd you do? I just went down and played some video games. And when I was down there, I bought a couple rounds of beer for the folks. Really? That sounds great. Yeah. And then I got a bill later and I found out that I was like, literally, honey, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I was 50, $50 billion short. Oh, really? Yeah, that's too bad. What do you think the problem is? Well, I, I bought a girlfriend. She looks like a gerbil, but that's okay. That is, and you got to admit, for a $50 billion investment fund, and that was a, I did steal a quote today from Gateway Pundit, which was epic <laughs> because the quote read, tell me what universe I live in when a billion dollars, when a billionaire has a girlfriend that looks like a gerbil. I, I would agree. This is a different world now, apparently. And that's where our new world is. We're appreciating all of our uniqueness and difference, even if it, does cost you $50 billion, and she looks like a gerbil. Nice. Oh, my goodness. In such a time as this. And in other news, as we're sitting here quietly and here just paying attention to all the noise of the elections, quietly today in a group that met at the G20, they have decided, here it comes, have just signed a declaration which states that vaccine passports will be adopted to facilitate all international travel. This means any vaccination the WHO determines you should have, changing your rights and freedoms forever. Silence from the media. Well, yeah, from the mainstream media. So let's recap some events and see what's happened. So we had the red puddle 
and everybody's been celebrating the fact that really we're winning Patriots. And I'm like, okay, I want to hear how. Well, we got the house back. It's like, okay, and? And, and Nancy Pelosi's out. I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. Where'd she go? Did she go to jail? No, she's going to be trading now. Mm, I'm sure that's going to go well. I'm sure that's going to go well for everyone because you know she's going to be giving an influential trading spot whenever that happens because that's what they always do. Kind of like Barack Obama got a book deal for $60 million, which everybody gets with a front money of about 40 and he hadn't written a page. So you're going to give her trading power now not criminal punishment but trading power but we've won patriots we've won because she's out of the house and that leads space now for great things to happen okay and then of course we're back to and what's going to happen in the house well we're going to investigate the hunter biden laptop even though patriots have finished that research have completely published every item the entire hard drive has been published into the public domain. We're now going to spend the next two years with Congress doing absolutely nothing because they have zero authority to enforce other than to spend oodles of time and uncounted taxpayer dollars to their cronies and buddies in the legal firms that will all give them jobs or kickbacks later on and sponsor their campaigns with taxpayer money that's just another form of money laundering so that we can learn again what's already known about the Hunter Biden laptop and be told that about a thousand more times that he committed some crimes. Let's go team. I'm excited. I'm telling you, 2023 is bound to be just stellar. And by the way, when President Trump gave his speech, he did have a sign up that said 2024. So for those patriots out there that are following the conspiracy nut stuff about him, he's telling us a secret code. And what would that code be? Well, that code was that he omitted 2024. He didn't say it. So it must mean there's something's up like he's going to be doing it in 2023. <sighs> <laughs> my only response is, can you read? Because 2024 was on the podium. Yeah, but that's he, because he didn't say it, it didn't mean anything. Oh, okay. I'll remember that. That's good. We've got to stop playing games with ourselves and our minds. Because what's happening is we're writing stories where stories aren't there at all. So the Articles of Confederation for this nation were, were passed in, on November 15, 1777. That date, November 15th, is the same day that President Trump gave us the speech that was supposed to be the greatest speech in American history. I beg to differ, but let's let the patriots weigh in. So the idea then is apparently according to a number of Patriot accounts, one in particular I'm thinking of that is a big pusher of the fact that we the military is in control, that we're watching a show, has decided that if anybody doesn't believe this and other things, you're unpatriotic, you're a fool, and you, that's probably why you didn't serve. Hmm. I don't know how that applies to me, but anyway, I got tagged. Not directly, but indirectly by virtue of a frame, framing that I was put into, unto, unto, like the entire Barge Nation was put unto, because we are now questioning whether there was any legitimacy to the November 15th speech historically. Articles of Confederation are an important set of our history. I don't know what Mar-a-Lago and yesterday's conversation had to do, or two days ago, had to do with history, other than a very boring speech in its energy level, a lot of discussion about foreign policy, no discussion about the CBDC, no discussion about the VAX, no discussion about the coming shortages of food, which is very real, no discussion about the potential fallout of having shortages of diesel either. Those are impressing issues that nobody in Congress is touching, and you'll notice that because did the new Congress come out and say they're going to help get more fuel to the people? Absolutely not. In fact, we're going to probably listen to a lot more nonsense about everybody needing to get a Tesla and how uh, automotive companies are now building electric everything, even though there's not enough lithium in the world to build enough batteries for everybody, and all the lithium is coming from China, naturally, because it's all about codependency and dependency upon Chinese manufacturing and not really building the true infrastructure in America that we need. But we're looking, we're having us look here and not there. This is a dark time we're heading into, and it's literally 
starting to build into a regionalism very much like Hunger Games. Now, for those of you that look on the political map, you'll note that the West Coast has become solidly blue on the surface. But what you don't see is what's going on under the surface. Because most of the counties on the West Coast are red. And we're being railroaded by a few blue counties. And I'm going to tell you, there's something very different about the West Coast, so keep your eye on it, than anywhere else in the nation. I'm not taking away from your fights. I'm not taking away from your work that you're doing. But I just want you to understand that we're living literally in a communist-ruled regime right now, all of us on the West Coast. And these are typical communist cronies. They're all in bed with some Chinese dude that hasn't taken a bath for a week and smells like old fish. And yes, that's a stereotype. And so you're over there with them taking their bribes and taking their payoffs. But the counties and the sheriffs are working together to tell the states to say no. And from a faith and religious perspective, we're fighting a really aggressive fight over here with the awakening of belief and taking them head on and we're winning. And we're also dealing directly with the satanic and we're dealing with the demonic and it's on a daily basis. I'm just telling you the truth because this is what why to watch what comes from the West Coast. I believe, I think you'll be surprised that we're the first, literally the first straw to break, truly break the camel's back. It'll look like it's Texas because they're probably going to secede and I, it wouldn't be bad. But the real people's movement and where that snap is going to happen is likely happening between Washington and Northern California. Because people are literally fed up with this stupid game. And we're, we're dealing literally with hunger games right now. You have Portland and Oregon, in Oregon, for example. You have Portland and Salem, and the rest of it is the outer regions that must contribute their, their shares to feed Portland. In fact, I think Inslee did the same in, in Washington, and I'm pretty sure Gavin Newsom did the same in California. But the prior governor, Kate Brown, the, she is the uh, bisexual train wreck that is now being replaced by another train wreck who is a lesbian train wreck. And I'm only bringing this up because they want people to know that Kate Brown wanted everybody to know she's bisexual, which tells me she was probably a transgender. And Tina Kotek, who's our new governor in Oregon, wants everybody to know she's a lesbian. So I'm I'm giving him that. You want to know? It just, she just happens to be a train wreck. And she's probably a transgender as well. But their idea is that the, the blue counties, which there's in Oregon, there's anywhere, it ranges on the voting, but it ranges from five to seven. Right now we're sitting at about five to six with 30 pretty solid red counties and sheriffs that have aligned. Their idea is those 30 counties are theirs for the taking, and that's why they passed the measure to be able to go door to door and confiscate food in the time of food shortages. And I'm pretty sure that Ensley has the same thing in place for Washington, and I'm pretty sure that Gavin Newsom has the same thing in place for California. The reason this is important is that we are heading into a true crisis. They know it, and they're trying to hide it. And so while they're doing things like mandating vaccine passports, which they're doing and they've agreed on today, while they're ramming, ramping up to try pushing more vaccines, more mRNA, more of the transhumanist agenda, and we have every politician, every one of them that's running, and I don't care if it's Trump to Biden and in between, not one of them is denouncing the vax, not one. And just for the record, so that I, this is a sidebar on this, but I'm a little fed up with the stupidity in the movement of people saying, well, that's because, you know, we, we can't really let them know the strategy. Look, these are literally like two cannibals sitting next to each other. One cannibal likes to eat humans and one cannibal likes to eat children and humans. One cannibal prefers that the humans die nicely. The other cannibal likes to see them suffer and torture as he eats them alive. And so they sit next to each other at dinner, and one looks at the other and says, I'm a cannibal, and they says, I'm a cannibal too. And then they look and they, oh, but you're not a real cannibal because you don't eat them alive while they're still wiggling and screaming. And so they get into these little stupid arguments as they go back and forth, but they're both cannibals. And at the end of the day, they clink glasses, they drink some blood, and they go, hey, this is great. It's so happy to be here. Our elites are like this. 
And so when they go to the public space and they talk to you, they're talking to you as if they're your advocate while they're drooling at the same time of imagining you roasting on a barbecue and what it would taste like to eat the flesh off your butt. That's the elites that we have, bar none. And until proven otherwise, that's my blanket catch on all of them because here's the deal. They're all here to take advantage and gain something for themselves and they're all missing something extremely important if they truly cared. Who is saying stop the vax that is now killing people on a daily basis? And in the U.S., it's like 4,000 a day or 4,000 a week, excuse me. Who is saying that? Nobody. Who's talking about the CBDC that's coming out and is being tested right now to enslave all of humanity? None of them. Because they all see it as an advantage in their own position. One will say, well, yes, but if we control the technology, it won't be as bad. The other says, well, if we control the technology, it will be worse. But at the end of the day, they're all, they're like, well, who cares? You got a social credit score. It's good for you. You got to be a better citizen anyway. They just rewrote all the rights of every citizen in the world by telling everybody that to fly internationally, you now have to comply to their vaccine program. You can be the freest person in the world and suddenly you're going to take a trip to Bali, which is where they were today, by the way. It's the Bali Accords. So I didn't know the little country of Bali had superior force to the United States, but apparently it is. We got some, we're, we're being run by Bali. And not one thing is being said about it. So here we are being steered by the Bali G20 Accord, being told that we have vaccine passports in play in order to move between nations, if you're one of those that's not in the elite circle, you must comply to the vaccine strategy, 100%, dictated by your own country until you arrive at the other country and they look at your vaccine passport and they say, but I'm sorry. The CDC did not recommend these three boosters, which we are recommending in this country. So you're welcome to stay, but you're going to have to go into quarantine for 30 days as we boost you with these three other boosters so that you're safe for our people. And no, you don't need them back at your home, but it'll be better for you anyway because you'll be safer when you get back. All of this is the acceleration of the transhumanist program because what is in these shots is designed to migrate people from human to transhuman. Everything about that, the graphene oxide, the nanotech, all of this, it's in there. The spike protein is a complete fake chase, so don't chase it. It doesn't even exist. And that's confirmed with some research that I just spoke with two great docs yesterday. And they are, they've agreed. I mean, this is the spike protein was the ruse. That's where everybody started to run after because through that they could justify a virus that was never found. The coronavirus. It, they never found it. They never isolated it because virus technology is garbage anyways. Virus science is complete nonsense. But that's what they want you to believe. So they invented this thing called the spike protein. What they've really done is they've created a nanoparasite that's of a synthetic bi- from synthetic biology. And that's what's in people. That's what's affecting them. And that's what's causing the DNA, the technologies they have, are calling the DNA to function in a way that is not normal. They can modify the, modify in the DNA because they can't, the te- it's become known now that through CRISPR, they can't actually modify your DNA, but they can affect the DNA to perform the way they want it to. All of this is designed for transhumanism. So it shouldn't be as a surprise as Vice News comes out and does a big hit piece about the rise of people demanding vaccine-free blood calling us all, once again, conspiracy theorists, not jobs that are not grounded in science. What is their, always their attack? Because if we don't believe in their worship of their cult, we become conspiracy theorists and we don't, and we're a non, we don't have any basis in science because their science is bunk anyway. So while all this noise is going on, from the Trump speech to the collapse of FTX to this noise of, the, the red puddle that went on. And then you have the next piece of this, which is the quiet release of the crypto, not crypto, it's the CBDC, which is a cryptocurrency, but it's the CBDC. Central bank digital currency is what it is. It's not crypto. They released that for a 12-week trial with 12 banks in New York. And that was done by the New York Fed while they say they're assessing this. They're preparing this for launch. 
And it's just should go notable on this that Ivanka, on the same time that President Trump announced his run, she decided never to run again in politics. I don't know what that's about. But I know that the Trump dynasty just ended with that statement. So you can interpret that as you want. My interpretation is that some deal was brokered and pressure was put on. And that's what I, and the other thing, just to kind of capstone the speech of President Trump, the one thing that is real, in spite of all these decodes that are going on, is that he denied the subpoena for January 6th. They were, they have intention to arrest him, but now that he's announced running for president, they can't arrest him legally. Just saying. So in the, in the midst of all of this and the new vaccine passports, which have quietly been engineered while they distract us with all these other things. And as food shortages are being manufactured, why would they do that? Why are they manufacturing food shortages at the same time that the CBDC is being test marketed at the same time that the vaccine passports are universally approved? Think about the puzzle now. You're starting to see it? Because elections are the big clown show that everybody follows while they maneuver and do things. Patriots, every time you do an election, it's just like giving everybody a shot. They turn the entire nation into a Petri dish for digital tracking, digital monitoring, and digital influence to see what they can do to you. And they did a great thing because they let everybody down by the hook in their nose to believe that there was going to be a red wave. And they believed the lie because there was no chance that was ever going to happen. Because nothing had changed. And yet everybody's telling you, there's going to be a red wave. There's going to be a red wave. Okay, got it. Didn't happen. But the other things are moving. CBDC's in play. Food shortages are happening. And by the way, well, who, the first key day for investors is Monday, November This 21st. is about the rail strike. That's when the two largest unions, the Engineers Union and the Smart TD Union, announced their vote on the tentative deal. If one of these two unions votes not to ratify, they could start striking December 9th following a mandatory cooling off period. But as of right now, even if these two groups vote to ratify the deal, we are still looking at a strike. Why? Because there are three unions that have already voted not to ratify the deal. As of December 5th, the BMWED, which represents the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees, and the BRS, the Signalman's Union, are set to strike. Meanwhile, the Boilermakers Union, which has also voted to not ratify the deal, has not given a start date for their strike. Based on the September prep timeline, railroads should start to strike preps around November 28th, the day the Senate is back from Thanksgiving. Now, here's where it gets tricky. If next week the larger unions vote not to ratify a deal, the BMWED has said it will postpone its strike to December 9th, which will align with them. But as of right now, the BRS is not changing its timeline and could still start its strike on December 5th. But if the BRS does decide to align with the larger union and the BMWED, that means the railroads don't have to begin strike preps until December 1st. Now, four days may not seem like a lot, but when you are slowing down rail trade, it matters to shippers. Now, UPS is the largest rail customer, and they tell me while they encourage an immediate resolution, they are flexing their integrated smart logistics network so they can plan to move railbound containers by other modes of transport. Dom? All right, so, so Lorianne, what kind of feedback then are you hearing from rail customers? I mean, you mentioned UPS as, as a very big user of the system. There, there are a lot of stakeholders here. What else are you hearing? Yeah, there are a lot, uh, Dom. The American Chemistry Council, which represents companies like 3M, Dow, DuPont, BP, ExxonMobil, and Eli Lilly, they tell me a rail strike could approximately impact $2.8 billion in chemicals that move each week. And the NRF, they're telling me a strike would potentially impact not only the holiday goods, it's going to impact spring merchandise that retailers have already started to bring in. That's the key right there. Winter time, you're going to get a bump in the road coming up right now. In fact, what you're going to see coming in here, and this is where most of the politicians are riding on, is you're going to see a deflation occur. Why? 
Because over the summer in COVID, over the last spring, if you remember all of those container ships that were locked out and not able to get their goods to port, and people at the same time that were locked down over the COVID period, they weren't buying as much. Even though they were, there was a massive surge of buying online, they weren't buying as much. And to prove that, Bezos just fired 10,000 employees in the last day or two at Amazon. So even though Amazon was growing, they've automated. They are the, the exemplar company for fourth industrial revolution. And they've been replacing workloads with robots that run 24 hours a day for one set fee. So 10,000 workers have been cut off at Amazon. You're seeing the downsizing at Twitter. They're shaping the battlefield once again ahead of where they're going. They're starting to con control the narrative once again, and they're leading patriots right into the trap. They're telling you all that this is where we're going to be is the best party out there, the safest party out there is the Republicans. But I'll bet you that you didn't catch this today that there's a whole slew of rhinos that took money from FTX. Oh, shocker. I'm My shock face, if you could see it, would be nothing. Because we knew that was happening. The real dirt party out here is the GOP. They're the ones that are pulling the strings behind the, the front end of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is where everybody's pointing. Whenever they have you point there, look somewhere else because they want you to see what they want you to see. The magician runs amazing tricks. And if you understand the tricks of the magician, it's very simple. It's those that are in the audience that get affected by the magician's tricks. Sure, you can watch it on TV, but it's never the same. If you've ever sat down with somebody that runs cups or runs cards, they have your attention. And no matter how hard you try, they're better at drawing your attention away from what you need to see and doing before you what you think and have been told is impossible like sleight of hand tricks, to where you don't look closely. These people are masters at this illusion. And while everybody's being focused on still on the DNC as the worst possible group, they are the noisy brat in the room. The real engine behind all of this is the GOP. They're the ones that are most corrupt, and they are now suddenly the ones that are going to save the nation by spending the next two years yakking about the the Biden laptop. Many of those people are, were the ones that also voted to have Trump. In, they didn't stop the investigation against Trump. So keep this in mind. This is the game that they play. And to me, at this point in time, nobody's excluded because when I look at this cluster of events that just happened, and it's a number of them, big ones, that have kept people dazzling from one side to the other, from the red puddle to the FTX event to the greatest event in American history speech by President Trump, to Ivanka stepping out of politics, to the launch of the CBDC, to today the approval of vaccine passports globally, and now a potential rail strike that nobody's talking about. Patriots, these are not small things. And all the time now, what's happening in the nation is we're seeing our food supplies dwindle. We're seeing our fuel supplies dwindle. Diesel is, getting, is being warned it's going to get harder to get. I don't know how long they can milk that one because Love's truck stop is the source of that, not some politician. And if you know about Love's, they're, they're a serious outfit. They're warning truckers that in certain sectors, especially in the Northeast, they're not going to be able to deliver diesel for them. Once you start to disrupt the infrastructure of a country, trains and trucks, you're looking at a very big crisis coming. And it's not one that you're going to recover from quickly. What she said there in that piece at the very end that I just played that is so critical is the ripple effect of slowdowns, not even stoppages, but slowdowns of rail traffic right now is that it will affect spring production and deliveries. We're talking, that's still three months, four months out. Everything we're dealing with now is causing a ripple effect in the current supply chain model of three, four, six months, and even a year, sometimes two. When you start talking about agriculture, you're talking about a year, two, sometimes as many as five years if a field is put completely to fallow. And while there are farmers out here producing, the demands are high, the costs are skyrocketing, and so the idea of what we've been used to of having cheap food because we've had a cheap dollar thanks to the leverage that we've gained over almost every country in the world with our bioweapons labs and our nuclear force, 
the enforcement of the hegemony of the dollar, which is what the petrodollar really is. As that falls apart, we're faced with a real crisis in this nation. Beef producers have now, what has happened is they went through a mass slaughter of their herds in the fall. That was driven by drought, and they could not keep the herds in check in, at the cost to deliver, so they brought the herds in, and it was really a mercy issue because they didn't want to see their cattle starve and lose their investment either. So they had the cattle butchered in mass. Beef costs have been relatively low, but now they're starting to peak. They're starting to rise. And as we turn the corner past Christmas, you're going to see a ton of price changes happen. A number of things are in play to cause that to happen. The dollar is deflating. They can tell you all day long it's not. Let me put it like this. You're not going to talk about replacing the dollar with a CBDC if the dollar is strong and everybody loves it. The elites know they've pushed it too far, that they've run the printing presses too long, and this thing is going to explode. So they're working quickly to replace it with something where they can quickly produce like a magic, like a magician, and pull a solution right out of their hat and say, look what we have here, a new CBDC. They're going to spin up more money and they're going to increase the taxation. That's why they need to control everything you spend. And when that happens, as that, as that is happening, and the dollar is declining and the replacement is being put in place, you're seeing the first wave of the fourth industrial revolution with the layoffs of Amazon with 10,000 employees being let go. Where are they going to go? See, they know this. They know that there's going to be this increasing mass of people that are going to be displaced. What did Ivanka Trump do for four years under President Trump? She worked with the WEF and, the economic, and their economic plans on how to manage the displaced workforce that was coming with the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Nobody said they were going to stop the Fourth Industrial Revolution. They were talking about how to deal with the displaced workforce. Displaced from what? Jobs that computer-operated AI-functioning robotics was taking away. So here we are. And in this noise and confusion and everybody's spending their time decoding President Trump's speech, take it for what it is. It was an uneventful speech. He launched his campaign early, primarily, I believe, to prevent any chance of him being arrested. It wasn't anything to get excited about. He's got two years to, to do whatever he's going to do out here and raise money and, and, and campaign. Bottom line is, there is not going to be anything that they say today that's going to have any relevance a year from now, at least the way that the things that they're talking about, other than some certain things that are going to be real in, in a year. There's still going to be deaths from the vaccine, and those are only going to increase. There's still going to be increases in the cost of food, and that's only going to increase. Shortages of food will get worse than we've ever imagined, so will fuel. And there'll be more homeless people than we've ever imagined because, they're how, because the choices between food and mortgage are finally going to catch up with them and they're going to end up having to lose their homes or get kicked out because of their back rent. The landlords that were prevented from evicting anybody because of COVID now don't have those coverages or restrictions on them anymore. The band-aid of printing more money and sending people stimulus checks is running out. And these testings that you're hearing, like we're going to give money to the transgenders, $1,200 a month for 18 months, just because we love to call it a gift program. That All that is is priming people for the idea of a UBI, universal basic income. So why would you go after transgenders? Because you're trying to build the jealousy in the others going, wait a minute, what about me? And then they'll do it. And they'll roll in with a big program going, we have a solution, folks. I know you've had a hard time. I know you've lost your income. I know you're having a hard time buying food. Many of you are starving to death now, a word that is, should never be in the American vocabulary, but it's coming back. The last time we had that word was in the Dust Bowl depression, but guess what? It's going to be highly in fashion by spring. And all the time, we're seeing our food supply being decreased. So put the pieces together and see it now. Engineered, using weather warfare, causing drought, forcing farmers to deplete their cattle supplies, using COVID as a cutter to cover to slaughter mass amounts of chickens to take out more protein out of the market, high investments from companies that are backed by BlackRock to build vertical agriculture facilities within the cities so that they can grow greens and engineered meat. Today, the FDA approves the release of engineered meat Artificial protein meat. They've approved the release of it. All of this at the same time? 
They're getting ready to snare the trap, and a lot of people are in it, and they walked into it by their free will, and they're going to accept the solution because they have no other means to survive. This is what they've been doing now and why I've been talking so much about the need to get more self-sufficient, grow food, stock food, stock ammo. This is not a joke. It never has been. And get other means of doing trade with people. If it's not silver and gold, have trades that you can do, that you can barter. This is going to get very serious. It's going to be at a county by county level. Every bank at a certain point is going to flip the switch. And when they do, the only way you're going to get your money is to go through their digital system. My bank is already starting it. They're doing a test on the new platform, asking me to update my information, asking me for feedback. How do you like your new interface? Would you like to try our new app? No, thank you. Don't, I'm not interested. At a certain point, they're going to choke that off. It's coming. You have no choice in that part of the fight. The question is, how are you going to adapt and move through it? It's just like, I, and I'm going to tell a real story. I mean, literally in Sanguine, when we rolled up, and I was with the Canadians, and we stepped out of the vehicle, I looked at the platoon sergeant, and I looked at the, at the other squad leader, and I said, we're going to get slaughtered here. We're, going to get, we're walking into an ambush. And they're like, yeah, I know. We all knew. We knew we were walking into the ambush. There was no question in our mind. The question is, where are we going to survive? And we did. Gloriously, in fact. Because we were able to adapt and overcome. This is a very real and visceral fight. When I was in Amarillo on my trip, when I traveled for six weeks across country, and I stopped and spent time at the cattlemen's, this new Cattlemen's Association arbiter where they process beef, that facility is not stood up yet but it will be stood up in about three to four years. Why is that important? Because they've mapped their development of their new facility with the rebuilding of the beef supplies over time. Their projection is that with the current drought and where things were and knowing that farmers cut back on their main herds but kept their prime stock to rebreed new herds, it is going to take five years to rebuild the beef supplies to the peak where we are today or were today. All of this is real. And they're crushing down hard because they honestly believe that the will of the people is not strong enough to withstand their blitzkrieg of an attack on the dimensions of fight that they're waging war in. The educational, the governmental, the economic, and the informational. I say we can win. I say we can win gloriously because we counter all of this with the first place is always faith. The second place is sovereignty and the ability for us to adapt and build sovereign status within our homes by function, not necessarily by legal title. That means home churches, that means homeschooling, that means Patriot Gardens, top on that, grow food. And I don't care if you're in an apartment, if you live in a box or if you live in a massive estate, grow food and grow a lot of it. Have excess as much as you can. Store food as much as you can. We're running out of time on affordable food. I'm just telling you. And I'm not exaggerating about any of this. There comes a point that when these resets happen, like I was saying, you're going to, you're seeing a deflation right now in costs. But once these inventories are wiped out and we're already seeing the shortages emerge and you tie that in with increasing fuel costs and a movement of goods and services, which is being impeded by strikes and shortages of fuel, by the time we get to spring, you're going to see a rapid increase in cost, possibly as much as over 100% on certain items. It's already happening, though. In, the, in my local market, I just got informed that a head of lettuce was running people $4. This is insane. But this is where we are. Deflating in dollar, it's falling in value, matched by shortages that are coming and increased cost, production costs to get the food to market. All of those things combined to a perfect storm. And so there is going to be plenty of people out here that won't be able to afford food. It's already, testimonies are already happening from the younger generation where they're stuck between paying rent, paying their car, buying gas, or buying food. 
And those are choices that they may not have an, a right choice to make. 10 million houses in short sale coming up very shortly. Like right now, we're in the window for 10 million houses on short sale. And once that happens, they're evicted. We have the rent increases, which is just increasing. The rent increases on the average are 40%. So they played the game with gas. They depleted the National Reserves, flooded the market, dropped the gas price down a bit so they could gain the vote leverage, just like they did with mail-in voting. Those people that voted Democrat, truly, truly people, I'm going to tell you, if you voted Democrat, you are so stupid. And I'm sorry if you don't like to hear it. You are so stupid. You are being gamed like I've never seen. It's, the Republicans are bad enough. They let the Democrats game the people so they can sit behind and pull the strings. They're evil. But when you're being gamed and you're going along with it, going, oh, fuel costs aren't that bad. Well, things aren't that bad. Oh, yeah, we're going to get UBIs. We're going to get universal basic income. You are talking about massive slavery at a level that once it goes into full effect, and if you're in the system, you're not escaping. And then let's not forget about these injections. Because once you're on them, you're not getting off them. And the more they push you down that rabbit hole and down that holy, holy hell trail that you're on, you're becoming more and more dependent. So patriots, in speaking to those that are sitting here in Bars Nation that are typically vax-free, thank goodness, here's, what you think, here's the bottom line. You're going to have to get tough because there's going to be a lot of death. You're going to feel a lot of anger at times and you're going to feel a lot of pain. Guess what? The walk with God and the walk with trying to walk holy in this world is tough, and it's going to get tougher. So get a thick skin. Understand the importance of prayer and stay in it. Get an intimate relationship with Father God and stay in it. Food, it's going to get expensive. Grow it as much as you can. It's never too late. Get seeds now. And don't, and don't waste time. As far as currencies, you can't control the currency market. If you can get yourself silver and gold, as I would do more silver than gold because silver is easier to exchange than gold. But that's me talking. I'm not an investment advisor. I don't wear a white coat, and I don't pretend like I'm in a hospital killing people, sticking a ventilator down their throat and calling myself a doctor. Get a solid basis of faith in your life. Build the relationships and community. This is a serious time, and they've moved fast, and they use the election as cover to make big leaps and bounds. This is why I've said all along, the election didn't matter. But what am I to say? I'm just some dude that talks on a microphone, and people go, Barge, you're not very patriotic because you're not talking about the, the elections. I know damn well what they were doing because it's a psyop, and I played the game, and I played it with them. The country got psyoped in a big way. The red wave was never going to be a red wave. It was a red puddle. They did it to keep your eyes off the ball as they moved things down the court that they needed to control the world. That included the CBDC. That included the vaccine passport. And this includes the continued manipulation of weather and other markets to keep the food supplies low while they push for difficult bargaining to intentionally inflate the, the emotions to cause a a what? A strike in the train area and to limit the diesel so you reduce food short, you reduce access to food and jack up costs. In the meantime, like I said, those vertical agriculture buildings, they're going up overnight, fast, central city areas. We're going to grow plenty of vegetables for you. We're going to even grow your meat out of whatever you want to give us. Like you can pick your nose and give us a booger and we can grow meat out of your DNA. No kidding, actually. And all of that food is engineered for the slave class to make sure that you never evolve, your mental capacities are diminished, and your energy levels are exactly where they need you to be because they need you to be an obedient class of people that when they want to harvest you, you are available. Soylent Green is people. This is the reality of our world. So get your skills up. No matter what it takes, sleep less, work more. Get yourself organized. We're in this window. I consider the 30th, the last day of December to be kind of it for our opportunity cost to gain as much as we can. Because once we kick it into the first of the year, the stupid's going to get more than you can imagine. 
Don't count on this new Congress to do anything good. Look, if I get through all this and we come through this and it's all mild and it doesn't happen and it's a glorious day and we have a ticker tape parade because President Trump's back in the office in 2023 and the military's taken it over and swept everybody away and suddenly the mana's fallen from the sky and we've got C-130s flying in, dropping med beds on everybody's doorstep and we're able to bring all our families in and stick them into med beds and they're all going to be healthy. And they're going to get roses delivered to everybody's home saying, oh, we are so sorry that we did this to you. And then you're going to get free labor because everybody that gave you the vax or was part of the vax program is going to dedicate themselves to public service for the rest of their lives to do your lawn and to wipe and shovel up the dog poo that's in the front. And they're going to do that out of their goodwill because they realize they were wrong and they're repenting. And suddenly churches are going to spring up and they're all going to sing the glory of God and everything's going to be good and we're all going to be healed. If you believe that dream and, and it actually happens, I'll tell you what, I'll own the fact I was wrong. But I don't think we're going there. Get intense. Get focused. This is a warrior's game now. We've spent our time talking seriously about a forgiving heart, to walk in love, but... The qualifier on that has always been never drop the sword of steel from your hip. Always wield the sword of the spirit mightily and understand that justice will come to this land and we have a big part in it. We are not a doormat. We don't play dead cockroaches and we stand boldly in the face of this enemy fearlessly and we will crush it because we have the greatest asset on our side. Father God, the God of hosts, the one God, the one true God. It's time to get real, patriots. I didn't play this election game. And I never believed in it. Don't get sidetracked by it. Don't get sidetracked by anything other than what's before you. Look at things really as they are. Don't write a narrative that's not there. Don't, make, don't pacify your fears with stupid stories. Look at it, face it, let the fear hit you. Take it to God, drop it off, and be done with it, and move forward and be stronger because of it. It's that simple. We all took an oath. The oath is real. The war is real. And the war is now. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today humbled and humbling ourselves before you, understanding that what's before us are going to be immense. The challenges are going to be great. The reality of what we face is, in, is at some points can seem overwhelming. Father, what we pray for tonight is the clear sight that you, only you can give. The ability for us to discern what's before us, to separate out the foolishness from the real, the gameplay for the real, this political spin, the influence, the deception from the real. And that real rests in truth, Father. Because we know that truth is, walking in truth is love, and love sometimes hurts. But it has to be done, it has to be said, and we have to keep our eyes straight ahead on what's coming. There's no time to waste. And you've been knocking at our door for five years trying to remind us of that, and we're here. The enemy isn't sleeping, and yet somehow we still do. Forgive us. Our eyes are open. Our ears are open. Guide us, Father. Direct us. As we walk in under the banner of Jesus as a mighty army that you've asked to stand, we are here. We are ready. Send us. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, no time for self-loathing, no time for worrying, no time for anything. It's time now to dig deep into the relationship of Father God. It's time now to dig deep into what we truly know, that God will be with us and we have to trust in him and we have to build that as a foundation in every single thing we do. Don't look at things before you as an obstacle. Simply look at things as a something to overcome. That's it. Adapt, overcome, pursue, and win. There is no such thing as loss. There is no such thing as defeat. And there is no such thing as fear. When you hold that in your heart, nothing can stop you. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. 
The war is now and the war is real. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light it can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>